0: up everybody another episode of the straight cut coming to you from Boston cigars inside the members lounge I am Aaron this is Mark it's nice to be back in the lounge again but I will say recording outside it's pretty baller it was nice I'm I'm gonna miss the
1: Harleys going by every five minutes I'm
0: fucking not gonna miss that at all Um, but uh, yeah we're back in the lounge and we back to having another guest
1: you uh, actually two guests two guests Two two of our our favorite guests Um, you you made me potato rolls right
0: uh, I made Porto Cuban uh, potato balls. Potato balls. Now, you made those for I me did, this I week, didn't, right? Mo didn't. Oh I, no, you don't. You don't get that shit again this week. That was that's, all last That's utter bullshit. Week. You got Cuban food last week, but we kind of needed to do a Cuban food for the cigar we're talking. We're going to do, but we'll talk yeah. about it later on. Yes, we will. But we got two guys with us um, who been friends with for a while, and we were actually on since the beginning. Yeah, we we're on their show. Uh, li- almost a year ago. Almost a year ago. We have Justin and Eric from The Burndown. How you guys doing, man?
2: What's going What's on, brothers, What's going on, boys? It's good to see you guys again. Good to see you. Yeah,
0: so we are smoking the uh, Bits of Havana by Warped. Uh, came out of the luxury box uh, for April. Are we, are we in April? We're in April, right?
1: We are in April. Yeah. In April? <laughs> You're great at this calendar stuff, man. Um, So fucking good.
2: You know what? <clears throat> After thinking about it, I I thought we should you know, we came up with that hashtag last year, Lancero Ho. We should've should spoken smoking Lancero. I know. Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. where the, That's where the uh that's where the
0: Lancero Ho was born.
2: It was. <laughs> right on right on that. It's, it's funny
0: like when I see that hashtag like out in the wild, it's like, man, where where did you hear that from?
2: <laughs> right.
3: It's right. I, it's that's a unique hashtag. I know. <laughs> the, right.
1: It wants to be a Lancero, but it's not, uh, quite long enough.
3: It's
0: So this is a, this is a true Corona four and a half by 42. I mean, this is my perfect size. I'm not going to lie. Um, I thought ta- you were a Lancero. Ho. I'm a Lancero, but you know, I just like fucking small cigars. I don't Can like fucking make, small cigars. I to... like small,
1: I like <laughs> right. small cigars. I'm going to move right on past that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, this I
3: mean. is a, this is a perfect cigar for, uh, for like a win I feel like it's for the winter time because it's yeah. just a quick little half hour smoke you want to go out there but you don't want to freeze your
2: balls off you just have a yeah. quick little corona I'm about saying y'all, no, and I'm y'all, y'all have some me. cold
0: yeah and y'all
1: have some cold up there because you're based out of New York
2: Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm in my uh I'm in my smoker's jacket right now in April so, go <laughs> so what's the weather
1: like up there is it is it, it's it's starting to warm up No,
2: yeah it's been like 60s the last couple of weeks I don't know yeah. week or so
1: because I so get up, okay but I got up early and sat on the porch this morning Seven o'clock was out in shorts and a t-shirt. It
0: was, it was nice. Yeah, I went outside. I you know lit up my an Atta in the morning, drove into the work, and uh, enjoyed the morning.
1: Yeah, it's starting to warm up here. Like it's warm enough to sit out in shorts in the morning. And but I've I've heard
0: New York summers are pretty fucking brutal.
1: Is that true? Yeah. they're, they're, yeah, they're humid. They're humid. So like a hundred yeah. degrees and humid.
3: It can be. Uh, Typically doesn't yeah. get that hot. But it can get, you know, it'll be eighty-five to ninety, humidity, but it'll be seventy percent humidity. Yeah. yeah. So I, I i didn't
0: I didn't realize that because when I think of like hot summers, I think of like Georgia, Arkansas, you know, the fucking South, not New York, but uh,
1: Houston. Once oh, again, yeah, being in
2: New York City, being in New York City on like an eighty-five degree day, no. when it's humid out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got that swamp Especially going you on. You got to take like.
3: Especially, if you got to take the subways. You take the train in. It turns into oh. the subways turn into a sauna. It's oh, just because there's no ventilation whatsoever.
1: Yeah. The, the subways the, would be the brooding. swamp
3: ass is real.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's the? Uh, I, I got smell. like to imagine the smell. I'm to say,
1: imagine the smell of the, Everybody's of the suited on. up, everybody in a suit, <laughs> nobody's comfortable. It's,
3: it smells like piss everywhere. That's yeah. what it does. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know why it smells like piss everywhere? Because people usually piss everywhere. Well, that's it. Right. It's everywhere. There's a reason.
1: <laughs> it's not. It's not artificial piss smell. It's <laughs> a tried and true. Right. For that real piss. Although Houston, uh, because of the cement, it, it, a lot of cement. Yeah. It's it's honest to god really hot.
0: When it like it sweats like it, yeah. just all that concrete. it's just the ninety five
1: percent humidity and it is like hundred and five. So it's it's not fake in the hot.
0: When both places are by, you know the fucking sea yeah whereas we're we're as landlocked as you can be so. no yeah that U- plays Utah. a big factor in the humidity
3: up here
1: <laughs> kansas kansas might be even you just got to make the run across louisiana and you're into the <laughs> sea dude you're not as <laughs> landlocked as you can be we're six hours from an ocean <laughs> or more correctly a bay but
0: well let's uh let's get a little of uh y'all's cigar history and everything uh, first how did how did y'all meet
3: Um, we met because, so I work with his, with his father, um, and I, his father hired me about eight years ago and he, his his father would always have barbecues in the backyard to kind of almost to break the ice, to invite everybody that was new to the company to come over and, and, and hang out. So came over one barbecue and Eric was there and we're both, we're about the same age, like a year apart and we just hit it off. And we started both liking cigars. We just, it was like, like an instant friendship. And we both kind of, I kept coming to barbecues, went to a couple like baseball games out here in Long Island, and we just became really good friends. And then from that moment on, the rest is history, I guess, as they would say.
1: Awesome. awesome. Did you both smoke cigars when you met?
2: Yeah. Yeah, we were both, I mean, that's a, our initial connection it was both the cigars. Like, oh, you like cigars? Yeah, I love cigars. Oh, shit. This guy's pretty cool. You like to dress up? Yeah, I like to dress up too. Oh shit, this guy's really cool. I
0: was about to say it's it's about time we we bring some like some good looking guys onto our show because this is not a media like that we do visually. Um, because you <laughs> look like a dump truck. So now we bring some like style to to uh, the street. some it. style.
2: Yeah, I think man, I think you're the prettiest dump truck. Don't don't talk about yourself <laughs>
1: like that. <laughs> Hey, this is dressed up for a Sunday morning for me.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 in my work attire, aka black shirt, black hat. So,
2: that's well, so why I asked you guys, like, are we doing video?
4: Do do
3: I I, yeah. we're doing video, because I'm like, I really don't feel like like I'm casual. No, today. I'm putting no. a, a beanie and a hoodie on, and that's it. I know. <laughs> This I mean, my hair's not even it. done. My hair's not even done. I just put a hat on. I'm not even I'm not even bold enough to take the beanie off Alex. Yeah, it's just <laughs> this is staying on. Okay. You don't want to see what's underneath this. Right it's, now.
0: it's casual Sunday over here. It's straight uh, street cut.
1: Yeah. I'd like to say this is casual for us, although I do have a corporate job, so I do yeah. wear uh, tomorrow I'll be in a golf shirt and khakis for I've, I've most got, of the day. I've got
0: a collared shirt for when I go to funerals and or weddings. Woo. So
1: So I can expect a collar shirt. shirt. It's It's, the same one. And
0: and, and it's black. So it could could go
1: go either way. (laughs) But no jacket.
0: I have a jacket, but I don't know if it'll fit anymore. It's back from a a few years ago. It it was like, it's funny because I look at it. It's pinstripe. I call it from like the Birdie Mac collection because it's like square and boxy. That's how old that fucking suit jacket is. Nothing says 1992.
3: That's That's like a zoot. Like a suit. yeah, exactly. yeah, it's like the NBA That's draft
1: 2002 edition. If you could wear uh, like a bright, <laughs> yeah, bright blue paisley tie with that, that'd be perfect. <laughs> I would, well,
3: the LeBron James and Carmelo suits, yeah. yeah, 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 it's
0: pretty much what it is.
1: Yeah, you look like those two guys, you get away with it. You oh, look like I know. you, you don't, know. such a resemblance, yeah.
3: That's just an interesting, like, uh, comment, though, of how it's changed over the last 20 years, right? Yeah. They've gotten shorter and shorter and tighter and tighter.
0: Everything's that Italian cut now. Yeah.
3: But, like, everything
0: comes in waves. So, like, will the boxy suit come back in 15 years?
1: Maybe. I mean. Did Paisley Bright Paisley Ties ever come back? Because that's what was in in vogue when I I graduated from college.
2: Hey, I'm still a big fan of Paisley Ties. I like a Paisley Ties still.
1: But is it re- love- like a traditional red or, or or like a? So it was like the fluorescent. Like you're talking like off the wall colors. Like like yeah, bright like green. Yeah, the turquoise <laughs> uh, paisley with the Damn. big paisleys. Those were in style when I came out of college. All
2: uh, right, maybe a little bit different paisley for me then.
1: I, no, I think a bright. I think a nice classic you know deep red deep blue paisley tie classic small yeah. paisley those will never go out of style those are just classic those yeah. are like the the rep ties. those are those are always going to be in style <laughs> the i like the
2: like the 1980s miami yeah. you know paisley tie white suit and yeah, <laughs> yeah. i got
1: you yeah now Roll, you know when i graduated
3: from
0: college <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the miami vice days. The, bottom yeah.
3: li- the bottom line is just just you got to just rock it. You want the confidence, you got the confidence, rock right. whatever the hell you want. To oh, rock yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
3: And if somebody says it doesn't match, they, you know, they, they, they <laughs> exactly. take that right there. Yeah. F you.
1: <laughs> I, rock, I, I rock now the uh, the golf shirt with the uh, khaki pants because I'm old enough now that it's just, that's fine. <laughs> it's comfort. <laughs> with the Skechers. Uh, I do. Uh, well, <laughs> actually, the, the New Balance because. <laughs> Yeah, because we're talking they about about comfort. Have the wheel, Do they
3: have the wheelie? Yeah. the wheelie on the bottom? Oh, of the,
0: the Heelys. God, that's
1: old uh, school right that's there. That's old school. The Heelys. I'm the only person in the office, so yeah. <laughs> as long <laughs> as I'm dressed. You can so wear they're... fucking Jesus <laughs> sandals. It
0: doesn't matter what you <laughs> Probably what now, you wear
1: for a couple more months,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All right, let's get the, some of y'all cigar history and everything. So uh, whoever wants to go first, let's just go like, do you remember your first cigar and what was it?
2: So if you want to go first, I got the church bells ringing behind me. I don't want to uh, inflict on the audio. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, I do remember my first cigar. My first cigar. Well, my
3: first, we always talk about this on the podcast too, is the first real cigar. First premium cigar. Not, I used to smoke when I was in high school. I used to smoke like backwoods. Yeah, like the black and mild. And those aren't cigars. The first real cigar was a Romeo and Juliet 1875 Bully. Okay. And I smoked that with my stepfather. My stepfather is a big cigar smoker. He kind of brought me into cigars. And that was the first one I ever smoked. It's like a mild to medium smoke. I, I enjoyed it. And then to be quite honest, I don't know if I've, I can't t- tell you how many times I've had it since then. Maybe, maybe like one or two times like I started with that and then I never really went back to it. Uh, but that was the first one that I had And then slowly started smoking A little bit more through I was about eight, 17, 18 when I had that one Started smoking a little bit more in college And then really towards my later years in college After I was finished playing basketball I really got into Getting a humidor Getting my humidor stock Smoking cigars, learning what I liked And then maybe a, two years after, after college was When it was Like serious all right, now I'm gonna start learning more about the cigars and learning how they're grown and learning the different leaves
2: and that's when it just like exponentially grew for me from there. My first cigar, I don't really remember. Um, I know it was like in high school. I wanna say it was probably like a black and mild or something like that. I saw someone probably smoking like a cherry wood tip or something. I thought it was cool, so I smoked that. But um, like Justin said, like the first premium cigar that I actually like like took my actually picked out as one it was only like when I started my Instagram, which was like four years ago. Um, we went to Cigar Fest, and it was in Pennsylvania, and I had a bunch of cigars. And I, I think uh, the first one was like a Five Vegas Limitada, if I remember correctly. But um, that was like the first one. Like I guess I'll officially say it was like a real premium cigar because it was my first picture I ever posted, and <laughs> that's how I'm going off of that. Because before that. I probably smoked a bunch of fake Cubans. Yeah. I probably smoked God knows what. Wasn't paying attention. I just tried to look cool when I was smoking the cigars. I was like, yeah, I look cool. I'm going to smoke a cigar. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. So uh, I think it would be the five Vegas limitada would be like the first premium cigar. Only about like four years ago. Okay.
0: So you're, you're relatively new to the...
2: Uh... Yeah. I mean, like, I've always smoked cigars. Like I said, but I just never really paid attention to them. I just did it, like, at parties or social events. Yeah. I liked the cigar. I liked what it resembled. I, I, I liked how it looked. But I never actually, like, paid attention to the bands or anything like that. I just did yeah. it for, you know, the look of it. And then until, like, you know, like I said, four years ago, which is still pretty relatively new, that's when I really got into it. Started reading all about the cigars, all the origins, all the different kinds of soils and the different uh, countries where cigars would come from. And that's where I really got into it
4: what nice. about
0: you Justin how long have you been smoking cigars
2: well so my first my first
3: one was like I said the first real one was 17 18 years old I smoked here and there not as much as I do now but I would say smoking like consistently and knowing a lot about and really being into cigars probably uh let's see when am I I'll be 31 this year so maybe like eight nine years now
1: okay wow.
3: Maybe ten. Yeah, I'd say ten. Round it up. Say yeah. ten years. I've been like actually smoking and knowing, not yeah. just like, hey, I'm gonna smoke like once in seven months. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Paying attention and uh, right. Being being intentional about it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like cool. knowing
3: yeah. knowing what I'm smoking, not just like picking up a random. So like knowing, okay, this is what I'm smoking. This who makes it. This is a medium cigar. You know, knowing a little bit about it.
2: Yeah, Instagram would really kind of brought me to learn and get really involved with cigars because I would take pictures of it and then like look it up online or use like my app that I had, like Cigar Scanner, and would say all the notes about it. And I would kind of like a little blurb and I'd like post it. And that's how I would learn every single time I'd post a new cigar, was learning about it. And um, I'm glad I did it because who knows if I'd still be where I was today without Instagram yeah. and cigars.
0: I mean, as much as a cesspool as social media can be, there's some good qualities that come out of it and finding, finding those little nuggets of like, Oh, this is a new adventure that I actually enjoy and can share with everybody else. And then like, Oh, there's a whole other like culture out there that, that revolve around it. It's, it's unreal. Like when I first got Instagram, like my personal page, it's all like tattoos and woodworking. And I never really thought about cigars because I had a little like, section of life where i didn't really smoke as much but then it's like oh shit there's a whole other genre out there that's just you fall into a giant pit and you can't get out because it's like you're going down rabbit holes after rabbit holes of everything
2: oh yeah i like like how um go ahead go ahead erica when i uh that's that's exactly how it happened like i didn't realize the commute how large the community was because i mean Instagram four years ago was w- still way different than mm-hmm. what it is today. Like Instagram was still kind of new. Yeah. And um, I just was doing it just for like the pictures. And I didn't realize like all the engagement, all the attention I was getting on my Instagram. I'm like, holy crap. There's so many people that smoke cigars, guys, girls, people from the United States, people in China, people in freaking Canada, all over. I'm like, this is bizarre. And then it just skyrocketed from there. So when we talk about social media on the podcast a lot, like the positives and negatives about it, and one of the positives is definitely just like seeing how large a community is and how awesome the cigar community is. So it's the best community around.
1: Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yep. It is um, well and I think that's true of everything in the world, right? There's goods and bads with everything. And shows and social media is a magnifying glass of those goods and bads. And I think we, in the last 12 months have experienced both of those, but as we get, with the with the coronavirus thing, we've we've been sort of isolated, and to me, social media has been a blessing in that. I've made new friends, had a chance to 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 exercise that social part of that. So it's been the very positive thing in in a lot of ways, right? So,
2: I mean, we met we met off of social media, 100%. and uh, and, that, and you just brought up you know, unfortunately, coronavirus. It's still bizarre to me that we had you guys on our podcast last May talking about this nonsense and it's, so, it's just, like, still here. It's still here. I <laughs> still I here. I know.
1: It's bizarre. It's bizarre. Ho-
0: right. ho- hopefully we can be bookends, you know, and right. it's finally going to be over soon. Yes. Two straight yes. days no, in no, Arkansas,
1: more. the last two days or two previous days, there were no deaths from coronavirus in Arkansas.
0: Wow. The first time in what, a year probably?
1: Since uh, June. Wow. So, well,
2: let's go.
1: I know that well, Northeast and my boss is from Michigan, which where it's going crazy. Yeah. He he called me and said, "Are you guys struggling down there?" And I said, "No, we had 44 positives yesterday." And he said, "We had 9,000." And I said, "Jesus, well, praying for you, brother. So oh, you're man. not you're not yeah, welcome to come uh... down here."
3: <laughs> 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 what I like about um, with social media, I was going to say before too, is that it's where well, you said you can you really can develop friendships and with and it goes into different. You know, you can find out so much more. And it's also just connecting on cigars. Like, for instance, you know, Aaron, you and I connect, We all of us connected on cigars, right? And then Aaron and I talk about music. Like, right? mm-hmm. Aaron sends yeah. me stuff, he's like, yo, you got to check out this band. And then I'll put it onto my playlist, and now Aaron and I talk about music. Yeah. But if it wasn't for cigars, we wouldn't even be having a conversation. Yeah. But now it's because of cigars, you connect, and then you can develop friends friendships, start talking about all this stuff. Because I get stuff all the time, he's like, yo, check out this band. Yeah. And I listen to it, I'm like, oh, that's killer. And I put it on my workout playlist.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah. Because after, after, thought, after, yeah, after we got done recording your show, we just had like you know off the record talks, and you were saying, like, "Hey, have you heard this band? Like, I fucking love that band. I never would have pegged you for like, oh, you know that metal band? Fuck yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you like them? I'm about yeah. to blow your inbox up with some yeah. shit like, unreal.
3: And that's what I love back. Is it's like you never, you never know. Yeah, like you said, you would have never guessed that I listened to metal music. Yeah. I'm like, and then he's like, "Oh shit, you listen to this." Oh hell, and then it was like, message after message after message. Just boom, you got
2: check these out, check these guys out, check these guys out. Yeah,
0: yeah. You sent me some. You sent you sent me stuff too that's on my workout playlist and stuff like that. It's, uh, I mean, hell, Eric he even told us about uh, was it uh,
2: Tosh Altana? Yeah, yeah, God, like that was her, bad, she
0: uh, is in a. She's con- talented. She's a constant rotation now. Yeah. In in my in my stuff, and that she's just a one woman band. Fuck yeah and she's like crazy and that vibe like that's that vibe for like cigar smoking outside by yourself kind of thing Mm. like that's what you want playing Mm. just that just that chill like you know what my day was absolute shit i'm about to make this shit even better right now
1: well i I particularly love artists who are that musically talented that no matter you get the feeling whatever she picks up she just she, oh yeah here's a new instrument that we yeah. invented and then she about 10 minutes is like and then she's like playing it and you just go i uh, just yeah. people like that are yeah. just totally amazing
0: you can give her like the fucking oboe and she'll like play something bad something. <laughs> <laughs> right
3: well there was a guy there's a a guy who i just i just found out about it and this was again from cigars i went to cigar lounge and one of the guys that works at our cigar lounge i just found out that he was a drummer I was like, oh shit, so I played the drums in high school. I haven't played in a while, so I was talking to him. We were going back and forth, and I was telling him some of the, one of my workout playlists, it's not the metal playlist, but it's like the classic rock, like the 80s rock. I listened to Van Halen, Motley Crue, put on some of that stuff. He goes, oh, if you like Van Halen, you got to check out Van Halen's son, Wolfgang Van Halen. He's got a, a group, well, it's, it's called Mammoth, uh, Mammoth WVH, and it's just him, it's just one guy, and he plays all the parts. And he's got a music video out where it's, it's a music video, but it's him on all the different, like all the different parts. And it looks like a live band playing like in a, in a studio. It looks like they're filming a the studio and it's just him in four different locations. And it reminded me of that, that woman you're talking about. I said, it's just a guy that, and, it, and it's just solid. Just picks up like any instrument, guitar, bass, he's got the keys, he's got the drums, he's singing, he's doing all the parts. And it's fantastic. I was like, Oh, this is going on the playlist.
2: You guys listen to uh, um, Greta Van Fleet? Is that them? The guy no. who sound like Led Zeppelin?
1: Yeah, yeah Greta. Like, like baby, well, baby Led
0: Zeppelin. Baby
1: Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Dude, those guys are crazy. Yeah, for mean, being
0: so young, like, just, they're, I think they were just out of high school when they did their first album, and it's like, damn, y'all got some talent, and, like, people, you're going to piss off people for saying, like, oh, you're a straight copycat of Led Zeppelin, but to sound like that at such a young age... It's just Unique. unreal.
2: Yeah, it's, I, uh, my dad is the my dad's the biggest Led Zeppelin fan. He went to all, you know, a bunch of concerts when he was younger, so I wanted to kind of play like a little trick on him. So I was like, "Dad, have you ever heard this Led Zeppelin song?" And it was like one of the first songs that come out where he's just yelling right off, like right in the beginning. And he was like super puzzled. He was like, <laughs> "What? What? What is this?" Yeah. I'm like, "It's Led Zeppelin." He goes, "He goes, it is." I'm like, "No, it's not." But he's like holy crap he's like you would have fooled me like i thought that was like some unreleased track or something like that and i'm like the guy sounds just like robert plant yeah. he's like on freaking real
0: like a robert plant deep cut i mean that's deep deep cut that's what it would be
1: yeah there's uh crazy it's a strange time because they one of the things you'll hear a lot of the music people talk about is that there is no younger generation of rock and greta is the one that's thrown out there's a younger generation of rock and you can think of you know, the foos are even getting up there. There's the, you know, the alternative, whatever. Um, But there is no younger. But the, the funny part is you think about, you know, a lot of those bands still exist. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, Zeppelin doesn't. But, you know, there's a lot of those bands that still exist and they are releasing, you know, there's, you know, Metallica is still releasing albums yeah. and all those. Well, it's like, hell,
0: like bands from my junior high and high school era are now forming back together yeah. and doing other stuff. Like Rage Against Machine is coming yeah. back and doing another tour and maybe another album it's like holy yeah. hell like yeah. y'all were y'all were what i listened to back in 99 back when i was in high school yeah. and now it's like you know deftones just released another album they've been around for they just 25 years
1: they, there is no rock album there is no rock radio that releasing modern stuff new stuff because everything is classic radio guys like me who listen to, class, you know, you, you want to hear, you, you want to hear Van Halen. You want to hear Eddie. You want, I mean, when I hear Zeppelin, I want to hear Zeppelin. I, you know, I want to hear the, the thing that's Battle crazy, of Evermore. And I, cause I, I mean, it, it, it reminds me of, of my childhood.
0: The, uh, the classic rock radio station here in Little Rock, we have it playing at our wood shop just as background noise and stuff one day they were playing...
1: That's disrespectful.
0: Well, they were playing... <laughs> I don't listen to right. it. I listen to my own my own stuff. But they were playing uh, Three Doors Down on there the other day. I'm wow. like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, that is, A, not classic rock to begin with, so it should be on there, no. but, <laughs> it's but it's like, just like... like
3: two thousands. Yeah, right. it's,
0: it's horrible, but the the only thing that I can think of I don't know is, that it's
1: horrible, but
0: it's not classic It's rock. not classic rock, but classic rock no. to me no. is like, you know, 70s to like mid-80s or so, right. but like, I think what it is is their demographic is dying out so they're having to add a little bit more. Whoa, we're not dying Newer stuff out. just to keep. We're moving
1: on to Valhalla. Let's let's, let's get <laughs> yeah, the language good, fucking that's good, right. That's
3: a good. That's a good point, though. We had t- I talked about that with the the drummer from the Cigar Lounge. I said that there's real. It's almost, and I don't want to say it's like a dying genre. It's just not. You don't see many new mm-hmm. releases of the classic. Rock, and I'm talking like the Van halen the Motley cruz like the Led, the people that are just are rocking. Not really. A lot of the newer stuff is more of alternative or kind of pop-rocky. There's not many. There's not many of those just just power chords yeah. rocking on stage. There's not many of that. Many bands coming out with well, stuff like and that. And if there
1: are, it's not getting. Ra- I mean, it's not getting it's, a radio. It's play. not going to get classic yeah. radio play because yeah. I mean,
2: right. So, what I'm trying to think of is like. You know, when when all the like the Motley Crue and the and the Van Halens and all those guys came out, that was like a new genre. They were like, mm-hmm. "What is this headbanging music? With guys with long hair?" Like, and they created a whole new genre. Like, I'm still waiting for like, what's that going to be today? Like, is there going to be like a new genre of music like that that's going to be like? kind of like disrupt the whole music industry. Yeah, it's, it's called, called mumble, mumble rap. <laughs> yeah, I, th- that, I think that's, that's what wonderful. it is. Like,
0: you had, you had so many Auto, subgenres of... mumble rap. Yeah, yeah, you had so many sub-genres <laughs> of rock, but now you have sub-genres of rap. You have the classic R&B, you got the mumble, you got the, like, the West Coast chopper style. You've got, I mean, that's the kind of...
1: When's the last guitar? When's the last type of music that really... Brought in. I'm going to surprise you all because I I think I know what it is. But what's the last that class that brought in electric guitar?
0: Um, probably
1: the last. Like what do you mean? What's the like last genre? The, la, the last genre change that had electric heavy electric guitar? Probably right? like new metal or something. Maybe. Gonna, yeah. Could be country rock, dude.
3: Maybe country rock still got it.
1: Yeah, I mean like Al Dean and those guys who suddenly started playing electric a guitar on country rock. I mean, cause you think about it, that new one was new metal to early two thousands. Yeah. Cause you talk about some of that country rock stuff with all the heavy electric guitar in it, it was probably early 2010. Yeah. I mean, cause I mean, I mean you
3: got a couple of bands, like, like a couple of pop, uh, they're more pop singers, but like um uh Bruno Mars. Yeah. yeah. He's like a guy who's got, you know, he's kind of like that funk pop kind of guy, yeah. but he always has his band that plays the music behind. But There's a lot of, a couple of those like electronic Vegas now. bands that
1: had like some electric guitar in it, but Br- Bruno is a guy who I think could lead a big band
0: really love, well in today's I actually like yeah, Bruno Mars. in today's yeah. demographic like he
1: could be the leader. He could be like the new mm. Um, you know, Benny, all, Benny Goodman or something like that. I know you're using mumble uh, rap as it's, a, it's all jumbled together. Music eventually is going to be every band is like its own <laughs> genre because it's all getting mixed in together, right? Well, look of, at like the Rock yeah, and Roll yeah. Hall
0: of Fame. When was the last rock and roll artist to be inducted? Maybe Rush? And that was a couple of years ago, but you're seeing yeah, a lot rock more- that,
3: they kind of... Yeah, yeah, they you, slated that a little bit. It used to just be rock bands and now it's like everybody's now, getting into Yeah, rock now it's hall just the fame.
0: music hall of fame because I mean they just inducted Jay-Z this past year, I think, didn't they? So it's not so much rock yeah, and roll hall of fame, but it's still, I mean, it has its time and place. But uh, Yeah, we,
3: but I agree. I think Bruno Mars, he could be almost like a um like a Frank Sinatra or like a Michael Buble. who was kind of like that, yeah, where it's just, yeah. he's the he's the singer of a big band. I think he could definitely do something like right. that. He kind of does that a little bit yeah. on some yeah. of his funky tracks, but he's had a, an album he just released that was more of like a disco era yeah. feel to it.
1: Yeah. Rod Stewart, like Rod Stewart did or, right uh, towards the end of his career. Uh, uh, Brian Setzer. God, I love Brian
2: Setzer. Let me ask you guys this. I may, I never understood the reason why but why did Nickelback always get like made fun of and mean like everyone made memes and Nickelback and everything <laughs> like that. What was the what's the deal with
0: that? I think Can- because they came out of nowhere, ah. they didn't really have to pay their dues and they just automatically just hit the ra- hit the radio airwaves. And it's I mean it's it's okay, but it's cookie cutter. There's nothing it's it's pleasant. So what's the difference between Nickelback
1: and Three Doors Down? I mean honestly,
0: they're the same. One's Canadian and one's not.
1: I mean Aren't they both Canadian? It's, I don't know. And is I know being they're Canadian listen, I not either one them? of them?
2: So. <laughs> yeah, neither do I.
1: Is Is Canadian good or bad in this? Which one's Canadian? I don't... Uh,
0: Nickelback is Canadian.
1: Okay. because Brian Adams, is Brian Adams bad? Because Brian Adams back in the 80s was kind of, you know. You're, you're, that's a little before my time. Okay. Mm, okay. Brian Adams. Was in, he was
2: a summer of 69, right? Right. Guy?
1: Summer of 69. Cuts like a knife. Yeah. Yeah. that's like a knife was actually pretty good guitar work for for the 80s i mean you think about what was happening at the time you know wham and that stuff he had a guitar in there i mean brian adams wasn't horrible he did a duo with tina turner
2: what about um that helps for your so about, what about
3: prince prince may no. rest in peace but what yeah. about him i think, I think about prince guitar. first
1: of all is one of the greatest musicians of our times he's one of those guys you ever listen to um, the Jimmy Jam show on volume? He talks about he went to high school with Prince. And Jimmy Jam is one of the great um, producers. Um, he did he, more stay in the time. He did, he's a big, big musical guy out of Minneapolis. He went to high school with Prince. He said he picked up drums because he was playing guitar and he realized he'd never be as good as Prince playing guitar. So he picked up drums. And he walked like his junior year into the music room, heard somebody playing drums. He said, who's that fucker playing drums? He turns the corner and it's Prince. And he realizes he's not as good at playing drums as Prince is either. And I guess Prince is one of those guys who could re- play every instrument better than you could. Yeah. So there's just no yeah. need of you You're fucked. Right. It's just <laughs> he like. Was
2: just, he,
3: he was on another level. I, it, he was. I agree with you. He's probably one of the greatest musicians that we will ever see. I mean. I think that in my opinion he had probably the best halftime show I've ever seen. Absolutely in my in my honest opinion, I haven't seen like you know, there's probably plenty of halftime shows before my time, but it was one of the best that I've ever seen. And then there's a a video of him doing a guitar solo uh during I think it was Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I I forgot who it was. Somebody had passed away and they did a show of when my guitar gently weeps. And they did a whole Mm -hmm. a a bunch yes, a bunch of them. And he came out and did a solo. And he was killing it, and they, and he looked over to the guys like, "Hey, should I stop?" And they're like, "Go, <laughs> fuck it, just, keep going, just go." And he was shredding. He came out with like a, he was just just completely dressed to the nines, right? It had like the he always wore those really high collared uh-huh. shirt, had this red shirt, this big ass flower, and he was just rocking. I go, this guy is incredible. Just this the purple suit. incredible.
1: I mean. Well, he he would allegedly write song well, you not allegedly, he would write songs for people like Therene O'Connor or whatever. He would send them the song and say, You should record this song exactly this way. They would record it exactly this way. It would become a number one hit. And then you would hear Prince's version and you'd go, and Prince's version is, is better.
4: better. <laughs> <laughs> you just go,
0: Well, there you go. No, he was he he's the he's probably the number one artist I never got to see live. Yeah. And then like queen, those were the two that I, I wanted to see
1: my yeah. call, my text, a couple people I know. said because you had
0: the chance to see him and you passed.
1: <laughs> they used to, he used to play at the Rio at the top of the Rio in Vegas. And it was like 250, 350 bucks back in the day to go see him in a little 500 person club. And he'd show up three hours late and he'd play for two and a half hours. And the fuckers I would go to Vegas with, we did over a couple years. And I'd said, we just need to go see Prince, no, he's a pain in the ass. We don't go see him. The day he died, I texted each one of them and told them they were no longer my friends. <laughs> we're just fucking, you're dead to me. Don't call me, don't text me. No. You're done. No. You fuckers are delete, done to me. Delete
3: my number and yeah. don't ever call me again. <laughs> right.
1: And that includes my wife, so.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, let's, uh, let's get a little bit of, uh you know, the history of your cigars and stuff like, uh, what are some of your favorites uh, that you always on concert rotation? And then also, you know, one of the questions that we always ask is your most memorable cigar, either the, the time or the cigar itself. Um, what is it? What are those?
2: Um, I mean, I get for Justin and I, I, you know, from what I believe we, we, have A lot of good favorite cigars, but not like the ones I like constantly using. We like to try a lot of different cigars, you know, We like to keep the start, the humidor kind of variety, kind of random. You, you pick it out and say, mm, I'll smoke this today. But for me, um, I don't have a constant rotation cigar, but a couple of favorites are like the Liva Siri V Milano, um, the uh, Arturo Fuente Don Carlos Edition, hmm. right? That's that, that, mm-hmm. right, uh, yeah. uh, what else we got here. Uh, the Jewish State of provider number nine, and those are like from, like off the top of the dome for like three for me. I just had to leave a Serie v Milano yesterday with a cup of coffee. It was like heaven, heaven. That'd be for me. Yeah, I would say um,
3: I definitely one of my favorites is the, the Don Carlos personal reserve. I'd love that stick. Um, a couple of the ones that are probably on on rotation that I always talk about, just go to solid smokes, is um, the Flor de PS and My father is just yeah. solid, great bang for your buck. Always a good smoke. Um, I would, I do like some Lanceros, like the LFD Double Ahero. That's a great stick. It's always had it. I always find that one to be that one and the Cameroon Cabinet are pretty yeah. pretty neck and neck. Um, but Lanceros are tough because of the way that they're made. They're tough to find good draws. And I've always had good draws with those. So I like that. Um, I would say a blind man's bluff is in my just everyday solid smoke. Yeah, so yeah, I see it right, right above here,
4: it. Yeah.
3: Right here. That's up. That's in there. Um, and then I had a Davidoff Chef's Edition. That one was probably, that's got it. That's up there is one of my favorite smokes of all time. I had it in 2015.
2: And it changes a little bit year to year, like yeah. every cigar is do. Cigar does, but that one's up there. Um, you know, I can tell I can tell myself and Justin what our future favorite cigars are going to be.
0: Oh, I I I want to get to that later <laughs> on. I saw I saw some I saw some teasing about that.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Um. As far as like most memorable. Yeah, that's a, um, question. that's a very
2: that's a very good question. Most memorable cigar. Um. I got, I mean, just if you want to think, I got one off the top of my head right now. Yeah, go um, ahead. I'm trying to thank you. It was, I don't remember the cigars that we smoked, but it was just the fact. So we're at my house upstate, in upstate New York. We have a, we have like a pond and we have like a, a deck pond on it over, over the week, uh over the summer last year. I went out with my grandparents and it was the first time I actually smoked a cigar with my grandfather and it was a pretty cool experience because we're all, we all like my father, my brothers, and I were all smoking cigars. We're drinking some whiskey, and my grandfather—he's a Scotch drinker—he's like, "Give me a cigar." My grandma was like, "Damn," he's like, <laughs> "I'm hanging out with the boys. We're having a cigar." And I was like, "Wow, this is this is something very special," because um, my grandfather's like 83, 84 years old, and um, it was just a memorable time. Just, I have so many good pictures with him smoking a cigar with us on the pond on a beautiful day in the summer. And I was like, man, this is a really good lasting memory, you know, with a cigar. And I'm like, you know, there's nothing else that brings people, friends and family together. Cause you know, you can like share a drink together.
4: Yeah.
2: I guess for me, it wouldn't be as memorable. Cause I guess it's, I guess it's the the, the Spanish shorter. You can drink a, a, a shot and be done with, but to enjoy a cigar for your, for your grandfather for like an hour for the first time. You know, it was, it was a pretty, pretty memorable moment for me.
4: Nice. I'll great. have
3: to say, I have, I have two that I can just think of that, that are just are, are moments. I don't know if they're the most memorable, but they're moments I, I, I remember um, and I enjoyed them a lot. The first one would probably be what kind of really started. Like this was the moment that I can think back forward. I said, no, this is where I really started getting into cigars. It was in college. I had an apartment at the time and I lucked out because the apartment was supposed to be, um, it could have either one or two people in the apartment. And they usually put two people. because They just try to max out as many as they can. And I remember going into the apartment and the kid, he was, he, somebody moved out and he was trying to find somebody. I said, listen, add me into your apartment. And then when you move out, I'm not going to add anybody. I'm just going to leave it so I can have the apartment myself. And I had a balcony on the apartment. And I remember going out when I had my humor, I finally got it set up and I took out the first cigar. And I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, it actually might have been a uh, Dolce Vita If I remember because my stepfather Smoked Dolce Vita there was a sweet tip uh, It was like it was A, it was a, a premium cigar but it kind of Had a little bit of a sweeter tip to it And I remember he used to smoke those so I pulled one of those out and I went Onto my balcony and I had one of those uh, Like beach chairs I didn't have any Freaking money at the time so I had one of those like Beach chairs that like opens up Like a pitch tent and just lay this like sheet On top of it and you sink into the chair And I remember just like sitting in there and I lit up the cigar. And I w- it was on like a Saturday, and all the drunk kids in the apartment complex are all just like walking around and like all like making all this noise. And I'm just sitting there, like just smoke my cigar. And everybody's like looking up, like who the fuck is this kid? Like, like no, because nobody like did that in college, right? Like you're smoking black and mild. Somebody's looking up, like who the fuck is this kid on his balcony? Like it's Saturday night. Why are you not at a bar? And I was just sitting there smoking cigars, watching all these kids. Like I remember that time. And then now, fast forward seven, eight years in that time. And we go to Cancun. Uh, my family, we, all, all of us kind of like met down there for like a family thing. And we came back one night and I went out, I was with my girlfriend. We went out to the, um, well, she was asleep and I went out onto the balcony and I'm sitting out, I, we're facing the water and there's nothing going on. It's like super quiet. You just hear the waves crashing, crashing. I'm like, I'm getting a cigar. So I got a cigar and we were drinking wine. I had a glass of wine. I got a cigar. I think it was a Padron, actually. And I went, and I, on the balcony, I had, like, there was lights kind of on the balcony, but there was still some lights in the other balcony. So I'm like, dang, it's kind of too bright here. So I, I hopped over the railing, and there was, like, a little, a little, like, I guess the concrete kind of went out a little bit because there was, like, an awning from the people below me. So I went over the railing, and I just stuck my legs over the edge of the concrete. So I'm literally hanging there on like the fourth, fifth floor with my legs over the edge. Probably a stupid idea, but I'm just hanging there and the, all the light is behind me so now I can just see the ocean. I'm sitting there smoking Pedro and listening to the waves. Like, oh, this is nice. This is nice. And then I think about it the next day. I was like, I probably shouldn't have been sitting there drunk with a cigar, with feet hanging over the fifth floor balcony, but it was still pretty nice.
2: Right, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's
0: like, when when bliss takes you over, you just got to do it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Another good, another good one. For me, um, it was, I was driving down to uh, the Keys and it's one way, one road down and one road back. And I took, she's my fiance now, but we, uh, she graduated uh, grad school for a master's program. So we went down to Miami, went down to the Keys, rented out like this really loud yellow Mustang convertible, drive it down from Miami to the Key West in Florida. And I remember just driving down. And like I said, it's one way down. And it's all water around you, and it's just blue skies, and you have a convertible, and you're just driving, like just taking in the scenery. And we're blasting, like, music, just having a good time. And I was like, you know what? This is probably a good time for a nice cigar. So I was like, Merce, grab, grab my cigar case and get, pick out a cigar. She picks out a freaking Romeo and Juliet, White Churchill, you know, Cubano. And I was like, all right, this is going to be a good time. So lit up really hard to light the cigar in a convertible when you're <laughs> driving, like, 80 miles an hour, but eventually I got it. But I remember just having the cigar, having the music, having, you know, my girl next to me driving down, like, what's better than this? Like you got the freaking world by the balls right now. You're driving down to the Keys in the middle of nowhere. And it's just like, God, I wish I got to do it again.
1: That's nice. I've, I've always wanted to go down to the Keys. I've heard that drive is just amazing. We had a friend up here drive down with his, uh, it is, uh, on a motorcycle, like him and a couple of his motorcycle buddies go down. And I thought that would be a perfect motorcycle drive, right? Just because it's so, so beautiful down there. Cause so,
2: you're, you're just surrounded by, <laughs> you're surrounded by water. It's blue skies. It's the sun. Yeah, and it's just yeah. like, like three hours. Yeah, and that's yeah. all you get. And yeah. it, it's just like a beautiful moment.
0: Well, it's like Moe's, you know, from Cali. So I want to do the PCH one day and just drive from, just drive the Pacific Coast Highway and yeah. chill that way. Yeah.
1: Maybe, cool. maybe not yeah, in a I convertible would.
0: because I'll get burnt so fucking easy. Like oh a, yeah. In the first five <laughs> minutes. Yeah.
1: Maybe a Jeep or something. Right. Maybe a Jeep <laughs> or like a, like a vampire like limo or something. Yeah, just, just drive it at night. You're right. Drive it at night <laughs> with all the suntan lotion on and stuff. <laughs> Let's talk about the
0: cigars that we're having. So again, we're having the warped uh, Kyle Gellis bits of Havana. It's a Nicaraguan Piro four and a half by 42
1: Corona. Um, I haven't smoked a ton of warped. I know uh, some people have. Have you guys smoked a bunch of warped? Is that a cigar? I,
4: I just a I few. have.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I
3: I would say my favorite is the is the La Hacienda by Warped.
1: I've had I've had that
0: one. It's I, got
3: that, the it's got the, the green label on it.
1: Yeah. Oh okay. I, I I have that one. I haven't smoked it yet. Like
0: we don't we don't sell warped at our shop, but but whenever I travel and go to shops, I always pick up Two or three, just to try them out because everything, every one that I've had from them, I've enjoyed. And this one, um, it's not a, it's not a full, but what I normally like, it's a medium, but it has that funk. Like last week we talked about the difference between like what I call old book and grandma's attic. This has that grandma's yeah. attic funk. It's mm-hmm. it's that real cedary, just that mustiness, that mustiness, that, that, that mothball. I mean, I. I really dig that flavor note and you get that a lot You get a little sweetness, a tinge of pepper, but the, 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 the brunt of it is just that, that mustiness, nice. which is a really, for me, it's pleasant. I can see where some people don't like the term. When I say it's musty, some people are like, Oh fuck, really? I'm like, no, trust me. It's try it out. And it's uh it's good. What, what are y'all getting off of it?
2: I mean, uh, I mean, to go back on the, the other question, we smoked warps. I mean, my favorite, my favorite, I haven't smoked a lot of them, but the one that I smoked a few times from them is the, uh, the, uh, Siri grand reserva. I think 1988, they call it. Um, I got it from actually luxury, luxury cigar club, but that was a really, really, really good smoke. Um, I don't really see it too often. So when I do see it, it's got, it's got like, it's like a white band has like a red crown on it with like the number. It's like kind of like a serial code on it, with the numbers on it. But that one's really good. Um, the bits of Havana with the coffee, pretty good. Yeah. Can't lie, I've been I've been enjoying it. I've had some cigars when I drink the coffee. I'm like, it's just like it seems like he's dumped a whole thing of pepper inside yeah. your coffee, and i are like, ugh. So this pair this pairs pretty well. Get a couple of little hints of like some like nutty flavors, a little bit of pepper, a little bit of coffee, but um, been good so far.
3: Yeah, it's um, for Nicaraguan puro. You said it was Nicaraguan puro, right? Yeah. Yeah, so for Nicaraguan pure, I, I was expecting it to be a little bit more peppery, um, but to Eric's point, is it's it's pairing well with the cigar because typically you don't want to pair like super peppery cigars with coffee and want to be more medium. And I think this is doing it. This is nice. It's got a little bit of pepper. There is that mustiness, um, and, and I get a little bit of a, almost like it's not super earthy. It's like a dry woodiness, yeah. a little bit like a dry a dry wood that's going pretty well with, um, with coffee, but another good warp cigar that I've had is it's this, I believe it's the same ring. It's just a little bit longer is the Maestro del Tiempo. And I think it's, I don't know if it's technically a Lancero, but it's like a it Longsdale. I think they may, Yeah. I think it's like a Longsdale kind of, but that's also, uh, I like that one too. That would probably be my, my two favorites, La Hacienda and the Maestro del, del Tiempo.
0: Awesome. Well, let's, uh, Let's get into the burn down now. So, where uh how did that start out and uh you know, how long have y'all been you know, doing? I know how long you've been doing it, but let everybody else know how long you've been doing a podcast as well.
2: Man, it's it's coming up on 2 years in in July. Um, been on a one hell of a freaking ride. A lot more than we expected and what we ever could imagine we we'll have the opportunity with. But uh I guess like what we said earlier, we kind of met his friends and we were kind of just hanging out and smoking cigars. And we both had some kind of a, a decent following at the time on Instagram, with all our cigar stuff. And I said, Hey man, you know, like, you know, this probably won't last forever. I said, let's try and like capitalize on something by kind of creating something from it. So, we first original idea was like doing a cigar subscription service, like a luxury cigar. Thank God we did not go into that because <laughs> like as soon as we, as soon as we can that, it was like three or four companies came out and they blew up. Yeah. Um, plus, plus it was really hard, especially in New York with all like the laws and the restrictions and the amount of capital that you have to have for it. And we were coming up with like all different kinds of scenarios. We were putting all the numbers together, Justin's a numbers guy. So he got the Excel spreadsheets doing this, doing that. And then we looked at like how much you need to like, front at all and was like mm, i don't know if it's really going to be it and then um so we kind of came that idea then we thought of like a magazine we said hey you take all these pictures we write all these reviews about cigars let's kind of compete with cigar aficionado but like not use as much advertising because if you look at cigar aficionado it's like half the half the book or half the magazine is all advertising so I said, let's just put straight content in drop them off all the different cigar lounges and we're like who the hell are we kidding? It's the 21st century. No one reads magazines anymore. Mm-hmm. Everything's online. We kind of can that, and then we kind of took a little of a hiatus and kind of just, um, kind of just weren't really thinking of anything. And then at the time, my brother, my brothers, got me into podcasts. They got me into Joe Rogan, Joey Diaz, Bill Burr, Tom Segura, uh, all these comedians, and I would listen to them. I'd like they had YouTube shows of their podcasts, and uh, it was so entertaining. And I was like, you know what? I'm like, we can do that. I'm like, we're super outgoing guys. They have good personalities. So let's try it out. And Justin had some experience already because he had a previous channel for fitness. So we knew how to do the recordings, the audio, the video. And I kind of had the knowledge of podcasts. So we kind of meshed it together. And uh, that's where the burn down started almost two years ago. I think our first episode was July 4th of 2019. Wow. And uh, it's been history ever since.
1: That's pretty awesome. I mean, most. what's the average, I, I should know this, but what's the average life of a podcast? What, about five, six podcasts? Yeah, I mean, there's 10, 12. 13
3: episodes? I think Man. 13 episodes?
2: Yeah.
1: Really? I, mean, I, had, is, I had no idea. I mean, if you think about it, and you guys know this as well as, as, as we do, the challenge with the podcast, the first 10 shows, You you know, if you start a podcast and you don't know – what your first few shows are, then you probably shouldn't start a podcast, right? Right. But episode twenty is the challenge. Episode twenty-five is the challenge. Episode fifty. Episode ninety-five is the challenge, right? Because that you don't have that one planned when you start. I'll be darn sure you don't, you know? Yeah, it's
0: constantly creating content. It's
1: it's the it's the creative ideas. It's the running themes. And you guys do that well. And and it's it's a challenge, right? It's it's reinventing yourself. I know you guys initially on were then, and then you started doing a bunch of cool interviews. And then you've, you've morphed a couple times, which has been really cool to watch. I mean, that's part of what you gotta do, right? You gotta keep it interesting, right? So how have you, how has that happened for you guys? How do you guys do that? How do you guys, I mean, how does that planning happen? I know how we do it, but how do you guys keep um, that fresh? which well, I think you guys do. I mean, well.
2: well, thank
3: you very much. Thank We've been trying to, you know, like you said, you try to keep it fresh and that is a challenge. The first 10 episodes are, are easy because you've never put anything out. So you have all these ideas and you start putting them out, but you start, you almost start running out of ideas. You always hit yep. like a little, I don't want to say a wall. It's more of a hurdle. You right. hit like a hill and you just got to say, okay, how do I get over this one? What do I have to do to change it up a little bit? And, um, What's good is that we we are always in communication. We talk every single day, whether it's texting or calling. We're always, you know, if we go three or four days, we'll call us. Up, we'll up and be like, man, I feel like I haven't talked to you in a month. Like, what's going on, man? It's, we can't let this go four days. So we're constantly talking. We're constantly bouncing off ideas. Like, what can we do here? What can we do there? Um, we took COVID as as kind of a blessing where we were able to start doing more of these Zoom interviews. Um, that So that kind of pushed us into the next level.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, we started doing... Uh, the 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 educational videos to try to teach people some how to videos. Yeah, um, we were trying to do that stuff. Now, one of the things that we're doing now is going to be cigar reviews, just quick little cigar reviews, because we find that you know people's attention span is getting shorter and shorter every every day, right? People want instant gratification; they want their information yesterday. They don't want to have to read or watch for for mm-hmm. an hour, right? So, one of the ideas said, okay, well, can, we, can we put up quick reviews, like two minutes? So you can go watch a video. You're going to get everything you want to know about this cigar in two minutes, and so that's kind of the next thing that we're going to be going into. But Sweet. just being in communication and kind of seeing what's going on in the cigar industry, um, seeing what's going on in in I don't want to say the world because there's a lot of negativity going on in the world, but seeing is what positive things can we you know take off. We see something that like like books. You know, we both read books. Like, oh, how can we incorporate books into the podcast? How can we incorporate? social media into the podcast. We kind of try to take these other things that are doing well. uh, How can we put our spin on it? You know, how can we tie that into
2: cigars? Yeah, it was, we had like a lot of, because originally it was just the, it was just the episodes. And it was all cigar, 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 this, cigar, that. And then like, like you guys were saying, we're kind of like coming to a, a, a stop. It's like, all right, well, there's only so much cigar stuff where we can do a 45 minute podcast on so that's where we kind of during COVID we said, hey, you know, those people get value out of learning, so let's make some of these learning videos about cigar shapes and sizes and, and five top five cigars for beginners and stuff like that, and which we've been doing. And then the podcast episodes started running out with cigar stuff, so I said, you know, we have other ideas, we have other uh, hobbies and avenues that we like to get involved with. And I said, let's start talking about some other topics, but the whole premise is that. It's all over a cigar. So, like some recent episodes we made were like, you know, why you should start a podcast. Um, some ones that we've recently shot were like, what is a social media influencer? Um, top five books you should read in 2021. And just trying to go on off the topic of not just cigars, like having our topics about something else, but it mm-hmm. all comes back to a cigar. We'll still be smoking a cigar, yep. we'll still be drinking something, yep. but kind of just expanding our horizons on all different kinds of topics because. You can you can only you can only do so much cigar stuff. Yeah, and um and then like Justin said, we thought the cigar reviews were a good idea because we can do it right after the podcast. So as soon as we finish off po- shooting a podcast, we can say put the camera on Justin. He can do a two minute review on hit the cigar that he smoked. Hey, this is the cigar. This is the, state, the shape, the size, the price. This is what the flavors are. This is where you can find it. Boom, done. And put the camera on me. Do the same thing X, Y, and Z. And then it's like three other pieces of content in one shooting. Um, cause YouTube is very tricky with YouTube is very tricky with, with the videos and the content. Um, so we're trying to put more content out so it can just, you know, constantly be expanding because eventually you want to be able to do podcasts. You want to do interviews. You want to do how to videos. You want to do inspirational videos, like all different kinds of things. And this is like the start of it.
0: Yeah. No, that's, that's what, that's why I like, you know, everything evolves and everything. Cause like when Steve and I first started, Like we did our first 20 shows was all cigar, cigar, cigar as two guys who work in a lounge. But then after that, yeah, you're kind of out of, you can only say, all right, rules of a shop so many times kind of thing or trying this. But that's why whenever Mark came on, it's like, all right, what can we do differently? So now we do like every month we do like a leadership show. We bring in somebody, a leader from the community or somebody like that, you know, and, but it's all, you know, we all still base it around the cigar, go from there. You know, more people wanted us to be a little more serious. So that's why we do our reviews, but even those can get a little silly. A little silly sometimes. But it just has that avenue of you know, here's here's us actually being serious and actually knowing what the fuck we're talking about yeah. to this. And then we actually have our full show. But uh, you all started out as a visual medium to begin with. And that's a big hurdle that a lot of people yeah. start out like us. We're just an audio format. Thank and we <laughs> talked about doing video, <laughs> but that's a whole <laughs> different side of we it. We haven't talked we about ha- doing video. Maybe you've <laughs> talked to yourself about but like, doing video. I, so I do all the bleeps and bloops. I'm the editing guy. I do the, all the post-production. I can't imagine doing post-production with video as well because you also drop in like little clips and stuff like that. And I'm like, fuck that noise. Y'all have that corner of the market. You're going to keep that corner of the market. You don't have to worry about <laughs> straight cut coming over to your side on that.
2: It's, yeah. It, um, uh, it, it's a crazy it game.
3: Definitely. Tomorrow. Yeah. It definitely takes time. And I think that's one thing that we wanted to, we might do this a segment of future of the behind the scenes on, how much time it actually takes to edit an hour long video. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, to go back on the question, I'm trying to stay fresh. One of the things that Eric and I talked about was going back to our roots of, okay, why did we start a podcast in the first place? What is the main premise of the burnout podcast? And our premise was to make it feel as though you are sitting in a lounge, having a conversation with us. Yep. So we said, why don't we go back to, just conversational podcast is we don't really have to have a specific topic yeah. but let's model it more after okay it's just you and i we lit up a cigar let's have a conversation yeah. and yeah. let's just talk like we're doing right now just ha- like if we're all four sitting in a the lounge yeah. there's no topic you don't you don't say hey you and i let's go meet at the lounge um aaron mark let's go all meet and we're going to talk about business you don't ever say that. You say let's grab a cigar and then you talk about whatever you talk about.
0: And sometimes those are yeah. the best shows. Like we'll sit down, get ready to do a show and be like, what is this one over? Like, I don't know. Let's just push record and see what happens. And sometimes those are even the best ones that they're just, it's organic. It flows. The cadence is right. And it just, you know, just creates magic by itself on accident. Mm-hmm. Because there's, I mean, when you come into a show, sometimes almost prepared, then it becomes like a Q and a. And that's the one thing I did not want to do was, all right, I'm going to ask you a question. You're going to answer me. And then I'm going to ask you another question. You know, it's leading, you know, doing broadcasting for almost 20 years with me, I've I've studied people and how to interview. You don't have a list of questions you have, or you don't ask a list of questions. You have a list of questions. You ask one and then off that answer, you get another question off that. You don't yeah. have to go right down the line. And there's just so many books and also just great people on TV and radio. I mean, the old school guys that just do it so well where it comes naturally. That's mm-hmm. what it's, it's that's what people in our position. I think that's what we strive for. And, uh, and you can get a lot of that from your show because you don't, you have that. I mean, ju- you're just, your last one, uh, was with the, uh, uh the house flipper. Um, what was
2: it? Armando Montalango. Yeah.
0: I mean, he's been on uh, like T uh, not THV, but uh, like the A&E. and e Yeah. For years. So you like you, it's a face, you know, and it's just a conversation that comes natural.
2: It's crazy. Like the, like the guests that we've had on. And like I said, it, it's wild that the wide, because we've had um, athletes, singers, military personnel. And it's all just based on one thing. Like it's a cigar. Mm -hmm. You know, like we've had Ruben Stutter. We have nothing in common with Ruben Stutter besides he likes cigars. He came Mm -hmm. on the podcast. Ray Cash Care. He's a guy who won through a wall. He's a Navy SEAL. He's like pedal to the metal 24-7. You know, we only have, as far as I know, one thing in common. We like cigars. And it goes for all the other guys. You had Ed Reed
0: on last month.
2: Yeah, Ed Reed. And Ed Reed was one of the best ones because... It was just conversational. It was just like we were hanging out. Cause he was by far the highest statured person we had on, and we were like kind of nervous, we're like all right, you know, like how is it going to be? Like we don't obviously know each other. You see each other on Instagram, so you kind of have an idea mm-hmm. what their personality is like, but you don't actually know when when you're actually doing it real in real time. And I mean, as soon as we got on the the episode with him, he was like, "Yo, what's up, man? What's going on? Burn down, Justin, Eric, what's going on?" I was like, "Wow, it's going to be a good conversation," and it was just super conversational and that's how we want it to be we just want to be authentic and kind of just like hey we're hanging out and you know we're just having a conversation and i like the point that you said is um you have a list of questions but you don't necessarily ask them all because me do interviews and i'm sure you guys know we get like we before we get a guest on we will email them questions and i specifically say hey these are the questions that we have not all these will be asked, it's just for structure. Uh-huh. Just so they know and are aware of the questions because Justin will ask one question and now we'll leave it in a rabbit hole for mm-hmm. another answer, another question and we'll completely go off topic. And that's the beauty of it. You know, We just want to have a natural, authentic conversation with these people.
3: Yep. Yeah. And I think too uh, that you get a more genuine response and you get to dive more into who the person is when you have just a normal conversation because especially some of these You know, high status figures in society when they go on for an interview it's probably very structured and people are just asking them specific questions about them and they feel like they're in the hot seat almost Mm -hmm. right when you're on a talk show you feel like you're in the hot seat whereas we don't want them to feel like we want you to just sit back relax just have a conversation wherever the conversation goes it goes and you find out more about this person than if you were say okay we ask you that question next question What's your response? Next question, what's your response? Right. You don't get a genuine conversation that way. Just ask questions wherever it flows, it flows, and we'll have a good time doing it. And I feel like it puts it it relaxes them more knowing that. And
0: another thing, too, like what you know, you can see it on your side as well. You know, whenever you have a guest on, you know, they're used to getting those same questions. So, like, whenever we have a guest, I kind of want to go the opposite side. Like, yes, if you're a cigar manufacturer, Everybody knows your cigar manufacturer. There's plenty of shows that you've been on where you can get that content. I want to get that stuff that you don't talk about. You know, like, where did you grow up? What got you into it? I don't want to, I don't need to know the ins and outs of your business. That's, there's plenty Mm -hmm. of content out there where you can get that on other shows. I want to get the shit that you've never been asked before or stuff like that. That's the, it's those golden nuggets that you try to, whenever you can get a guest to be like, oh, you know what? I don't know. That's a good question. That's when I know, like, all right, I did my job because it's like yeah, yeah. making them think.
1: I and you also get the, that. You
3: get the stories, too. Like, when you, when you ask specific questions, you're always just going to get the same response, like you said. Yeah. They've been asked those questions a million times. Yeah. But when you just have a conversation, let it flow, you get some stories that come out that nobody would ever know about. Like, for instance, when we just had Armando Montalongo on, we started talking, we started talking, we're talking about business, everything. All of a sudden, a story comes out about how he smuggled Cuban cigars out of Cuba through a jacket, putting American labels on it. Like you don't get that story
1: anywhere else. Like <laughs> who awesome. says that, right? Yeah, you don't get that story. I haven't heard so. that one yet. I, I love the Ed Reed one. Ed Reed came off as such a cool dude, and because you don't get that when you when you hear him on where you hear him, which is all the main media stuff, he comes off as a smart guy and an intelligent guy and a, and, a, and a cool guy but you don't really get to know him. And I thought you guys' interview, you got to, is somebody who you would want to sit down and smoke a cigar with, right? And you've been in these situations. You sit in lounges with um, with people who are sometimes really important people, sometimes are just ordinary people. Um, I sat down with the guy in Vegas, who is the uh, nose guard for the Minnesota Vikings and him and I s- smoked a cigar for an hour and him and I talked about hunting and fishing and whatever. And a half hour in, he he said we were talking about Brett Favre, and he laughed and said because we were we were joking. He's with his friend, and he said, "I said, do you?" And I said, "Do you? Are, you know, do you like Brett Favre?" And he says, "I hate all quarterbacks." And I, and and I laughed, and he goes, "Do you know who I am?" And I said uh, yeah, I know who you are. You terrorized my bears for years. Of course, I know who the hell you are. And him and I laughed and then we didn't talk any more about that. We talked about where he still lived in Minneapolis and, and all of that stuff. And we had an hour conversation. He was one of the coolest dudes you'd ever meet. Right. I said, I knew that he was an undrafted free, free agent who became a hall of famer. I know all those things, but I'm not gonna ask him about that stuff. We talked about normal human being stuff, yeah. he came off as the coolest dude ever, right? Because he was just a normal guy.
2: Uh, no, I'm just saying. At the end of the day, they're just average people. You know, they're just regular guys, girls, like me and you. And yeah. sometimes I feel like majority of the people that are in those positions, professionals, you know, celebrities, athletes, what have you, they just want to be spoken to, like you know, like we're just speaking now. They want to speak about things that they like. They want to be talking about yeah. fishing and hunting. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't want to talk about. I'm sure they will talk about you know their profession. They mm-hmm. want to talk about things that they don't often talk about when they meet people that they don't know. They want to be have regular conversations, yeah. and I think yeah. that's where you know our podcast and your podcast are very good at. Yeah. It's kind of like we don't want to ask the generic same questions. We kind of don't want to know yeah. who are you? What is what makes you tick? What are the things that you like? What do you think about this <laughs> stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I I think that's important. I I also did enjoy when you got into the social media uh, stuff because you guys are way smarter about that than uh, the average bear. And so when you were having that series of influencers on and you were you were talking through that, uh, first of all, I learned a lot. Um, and it's like a lot of our leadership conversation, you're having conversations with people who are smart about those things. And you were just, I, I think that's smart. I think that, you know, play on your strengths. I think that, and, and you know, that's one of the things when you have people who you run into the scar shop, you, you know, There's a guy here who's a ammunitions expert like he works at remington so when you sit down with him it's inevitable at some point you're going to be talking about you know making bullets and uh, you learn something right that's the kind of stuff that's great about a cigar shop you learn something um and it's but it happens in that casual conversation right it's not like let's schedule 15 minutes to talk about whatever and grill him he just explains you know why why we're going through an ammunition shortage and you're just going that's interesting. Right. And, and I think that's the the beauty of that conversational style that you guys have.
2: Yeah, we appreciate it. I mean, thank you for that. And it's just, it's just, uh, it all comes back to just, it all just comes back to one thing. Like that's our biggest thing is just you may not have anything in common, but you like a cigar. Yeah. Let's talk and let's meet and let's just have a good conversation over a cigar. That's yeah. what it comes down at the end of the day. And that's why I think, uh, you know, these podcasts like like The Straight Cut and The Burn Down are so unique because you don't really see too much of that in the cigar industry. You know, you get the regular stuff about, oh, you know, what kind of cigar is this? What's in this? What makes your manufacturing company better? Mm-hmm, stuff like that. You know, it's, it's the personal questions and it's the stuff that you're like, oh, you know what? That's a cool fact. You know, that's an interesting topic. Oh, well, I've never thought of that before. That's what really kind of separates, yeah. you know, the, uh, podcasts like that. And at the end of the day, it's just, you're making
1: a new friend. Yeah. You guys, you guys have fallen in. You, you don't make it to two years without falling into a very comfortable, I, you know, Aaron was comfortable interviewing. Um, and that's one of the things that I've had to learn, right. Is to be patient and ask questions and some of those things. Um, and obviously you guys have learned that as well. Right. Um, and so it's one of those things you, you know, you learn, learn that skill a little bit more than, uh, than you ever imagined having to do that. But um it's fun. Ed Reed, man, Ed Reed is such a cool get. I when I saw that you were getting Ed Reed, I thought, wow, that's so gonna it, be, It's funny because we've <laughs> had
0: beautiful. wow, Ed Reed. So we've we've had <laughs> we, we've had like some behind the scenes conversation where like, man, you work on him. I've been trying to get like AJ Hawk because I know he's a cigar guy. He's always smoking a cigar on Pat McAfee's show. Like, yeah, I've been trying to get him. So we now have a thing where like all right, whoever gets him first, we have to now tell him. Okay, you got to do this show as well. So it's like, yeah. it's like that's the one where like the 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 golden goose trying to get because you know he's an avid cigar guy because he's yeah. always smoking a fucking cigar every yeah. show. That'd be a cool. one. So it's just like, and you know, get you uh, some love for your. Uh, I bet there's some Packers uh, bear stories he'd like to tell <laughs> too. Yeah,
1: I bet you. I bet you would. <laughs> that would be a tough one for me. <laughs>
4: But.
3: See, that's also like, that's a, that's a blessing of, of social media as well. You know, we had talked about it earlier in this in this episode. of Social media, is it could be a blessing and a curse, depending on how you use it. You know, there's a lot of holes you can get into and a lot of bad places you can go with social media. But there's a lot of good that can happen from it, too. And I think that this is one of the things is you have access to, you know, go 50, 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to get a celebrity, you had to find out, you know, who's their agent. Like, you had to talk to their agent if yeah. they even wanted to talk to you. And then you could... Maybe set it like. There's a lot of hoops you had to jump through, but with social media, a lot of these guys, if they operate their own accounts, you just send them a DM. Yeah, it's a know? direct line of content. React to one yeah. of theirs. Yeah. yeah, and then if if they answer, they answer. If they don't, they don't. I mean, right. it, it is what it is. But you yeah. just send out a message yeah. and yeah. see what happens.
0: It's it's always going to be a no if it's never asked.
2: Yeah, that's exactly, true. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so we you miss 100 percent of the shock you don't take. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, there you go,
0: <laughs> Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, you kind of teased it a little bit. So yeah. what can you tell us without giving too much news or whatever about the cigar that you're working on, the burn down cigar?
3: Oh man, this is exciting. It's coming. So it's, so we, we can't tell you, so we're working with a manufacturer. We can't tell you who it is obviously. Um, but we just received our third set of samples. We had a first Ooh. set. we, we, we got five different blends on that first set, and we picked the one blend that we thought was the best out of them. We have a rating system. Eric and I have ten different categories, and we rate them. We add it up. We get a score out of a hundred. And the first sam- the first sample is about an eighty nine that we rated it. So we said, you know what? If we're going to put our name on something, if we're going to release a cigar, we have to feel that it's an A plus. Mm-hmm. We're not going to release a cigar and say, hey, you know, this is a- you got to try my cigar It's the B plus. You know that if I if I don't think if we don't think our cigar is any good. Than what somebody else can think. So we got the we tweaked it a little bit, got the second sample. Then it didn't it didn't really change our rating. It was kind of a little bit. So we said, all right, let's tweak it again. Let's try to add this, take this out, try it again. So we just got the third set of samples, and we tried one yesterday, and it was very good. It was there was just missing one little little thing in there that would take it to the next level. So we have two more samples that we're going to try, and I think one of those might be might be the one. And then it'll come to finding out, figure out a name. We have an idea of the name. um, Kind of, we have an idea of how we're going to name them. um, Because we'll obviously come out with one and then in the future, maybe drop another one and have a different name. So we have a a structure. We haven't come up with the exact name yet, but then it'll take some time until it actually
2: gets released. But we're pretty excited about it. Yeah. yeah. We never thought it was going to happen. Never thought, at least this early in the game. You know, it's just from having a podcast and, Doing all the you know it, it, it's good to see like some kind of validation. Like all the time you put into social media, all the time you put into editing, mm-hmm. and it kind of brings you to somewhere that you wanted to go, where you would never have been taken if you actually we actually never took this step.
4: Yeah.
2: Um. So it's it's extremely exciting and you know almost like a year uh, almost two years because we really got the official official offer like a year and a half in. So like a year and a half in of doing a podcast and everything else. You know, someone came to us and said, "Hey, we want to collab on a cigar with you guys." And I was like, "Damn! I'm like this is this is really this could be the ticket right here. This yeah. could be our own cigar. This could be." So I was like, "Imagine just being like, you know, you're at a party and you're like, oh, what are you smoking? And you're like, oh, this is my this is my cigar. Yeah, smoke <laughs> it. And they're like, oh, your cigar. And it's like, my cigar. Yeah. I, I make this cigar. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just extremely exciting stuff, and a lot of work's going to be put into it. A lot of work has already been put into it. Um, but we're excited to see the end result.
0: It's a labor of love, isn't it?"
2: Yes, The fruits of our labor.
0: You, you, you all will, you know, get this more than any of our other guests lately, but is there a better feeling than when just a random person who's never talked to you before has reached out to you through Instagram, whatever, just to be like, dude, I love that episode. I love that show. I mean, I listen to it every week. I don't, there's not a better feeling out there than somebody who lives across the nation or across the world who just reaches out to you and it just, it makes it all worthwhile. Like all the shit, you know, producing a show is not easy. Sometimes it's not fun, but at the end, when you get, when you just reach one person, it's like, all right, that was worth it.
3: Oh yeah. I mean, we've had some, we've had some story. Like I, I honestly can't even believe that we, cause we have on our website that's coming. I, we put up a, a map of all of the places that mm. have, listened to our show either they either they follow us they listen to us whatever and i'm looking at this map as i'm putting everything in, i said we're global yeah i'm looking at this map. so we're global so we have people that are in europe all over europe people in china in india in africa in south we have all over i'm like this is incredible so we just dropped our t-shirt and we had a guy from the netherlands order the t-shirt and he posted a thing on instagram and we and he's tagging netherlands and i'm looking at and eric sent it to me and i'm looking at it, said, dude we dropped a T-shirt two days ago, and it's already in the Netherlands. Like this dude's walking around the Netherlands yeah. with a burn down podcast T-shirt. So this is crazy. Yeah,
0: you know, as,
2: as Pippo would say, Mister Worldwide, baby, Mister <laughs> Worldwide.
0: <laughs> no, it's.
2: But I, you're right. It is very. It's very. It's, it's, it's incredible. When it's you humbling, get that, yeah. yeah, when you get that,
3: we got a guy who, who who sent us a message once, and he said that he went through surgery and was recovering during surgery, and he almost didn't make it. And he said that listening to our podcast helped him get through his his recovery. And I That's said, amazing. "Wow!" Yeah. I almost brought tears to my eyes. This guy, I've, we've never met this guy before personally. Australia, in, in Australia, and, and in Australia, nonetheless. And he's listening to us. He says, "This is I got through my days by listening to the burnout." That's I'm amazing. like, "This is just incredible." It's incredible.
2: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I try to take screenshots of when I get when I can, like with the people that message us, just so I can see it. I'm like, you know, it's like, "Damn!" Like. You know, we just—it's just weird because you know we think we're, of ourselves as like average Joes, average yeah. guys. and There's other people that actually value and appreciate the stuff that we have to say. Like I just took a screenshot the other day, and someone just said, "Hey, man, keep up the good work." I only listen to a few podcasts, but yours I listen to every single week to help me get through everything. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, that's unbelievable. That's yeah. like so yeah. crazy. Yeah.
3: Like, like who are like who are what do we? It, we're just two guys like having a conversation over a cigar. Yeah. Like. Yep. We're not these, you know, big, huge celebrities. Like, who are we? Just two average jokes.
2: and it's just Super humbling, man. Super it, humbling. Yeah,
0: it, it, it is humbling. It makes it all worth it. And it just makes that, you know, with every show, there's always something to, like, be, do better at. Like, editing or something. Like, ah, I, I could have done that better. So there's like, all right, I'll do it better for the next time. And then there's something. That, and it just It's just that it keeps that drive going. Like, yeah, you know, I is there such a thing as a perfect episode? I don't know, but I'm always I'm on the hunt for it trying
2: to be yeah, yeah right. well, as long as you're trying to make the perfect episode, it's gonna it's gonna be perfect. Yeah. And whether when if you're trying to be like, all right, I want to get this episode all right, then you know, that's what you're gonna get. But if you shoot, try to be perfect, most likely it's going to be exceptional and people will appreciate the value and the time that you put into it to make it perfect. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Before we get to our million dollars buck question, let, every, uh, let everybody know where they can find you when your episode drops and all that kind of stuff.
2: Well, you can find uh, me over here, Eric, uh, Brother Cigar on Instagram. You can follow the Down Podcast on Instagram. Um, we have a YouTube channel called the Down Podcast. Please subscribe and check us out every single week. We put out videos of our podcast. We put out tutorial videos about cigars, conversational videos, and now cigar reviews. Um, I mean, uh, I mean that's that's really all you can find us. I mean, we appreciate everyone that's uh, that's been part of the journey so far. Appreciate you guys having us on and, and being on our podcast as well. It's fun.
4: Yeah, and
3: you can find me at the Dapper Cigar on Instagram. Uh, like Eric said, we drop a new full episode. On our YouTube channel and all the the streaming platforms for the podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts, we drop a new episode every Friday. And then on the YouTube channel, we drop educational videos and some cigar reviews throughout the week. So head over there and hit like,
2: subscribe, and hit that bell.
3: Awesome, so you
2: get notified.
1: Yep. <laughs>
2: yes, and, we got some, and we got t-shirts, and we got t-shirts. So if you want a t-shirt, <laughs> give us a DM, and we'll be happy to give you one. Awesome.
0: Yeah, so we come out on Friday so you listen to our show and then hop right over there to Burn Down and yeah. right there you got like 3 hours of content in two shows. I mean, that's that's half a work day right there. They'll make your Friday even better. There you
3: go. There you go. So turn there off go. Netflix, turn off Netflix and go spend your 3 hours listening to Yeah, yep. and
0: you and you'll get, you know, a couple different cigars that we're going to smoke cuz I I doubt that we'll smoke the same cigar on the you know, on a week basis, but uh, Yep. So you always has two different options, but, uh, yeah, I, we, you know, I've been a, a fan of y'all's found you early on, I think like episode three or four, it was, it was early on. I mean,
2: one of our, one of our first episodes was the title is you guys in it. It's like, I think we put like straight cut goodies. Cause you guys kind of like, uh, some kind yes. of, whiskey, which I think I still have in my cabinet over here. Yeah, yeah, you, you, we've been riding together for almost since
0: day one. Yeah, it's been a it's been a tandem pair because I think we're just like fourteen episodes ahead of you or full episodes, but yeah, it's a we're we're we're, we're brothers of the of the same genre and everything. So, yeah. all Amen. right. So this question is million dollars, but I'm going to ask you a question. You got to take the you. It's either yes or no. If you take a yes, you get a million dollars for life. A no, it's a no. But it's a one time only. Million dollars, but uh, we'll see how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Million dollars. But? Anytime you say like or um, you must caress the nearest stranger.
1: I have a feeling million
3: dollars, million dollars. But every time you say like or um, you have to caress the nearest stranger. Yeah. What What's the What, what do we define as a caress? So I, can I just rub his shoulder?
1: <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I would think that would be okay because that's a caress. Yeah. Doesn't have to be a sexual sure. caress.
3: Sure, I'll take the million dollars.
1: Do you do? I get to meet new people that
4: way?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have a feeling we don't know how many times we say like, or, um, so I, it was funny.
0: I, my very first broadcast 16 years ago, I, you have, said I, have the video, times. I have the video for, and it was every other word it was, like um. was like, or, um, or just like me trying yeah. to find that bridge to the next word.
1: I feel like you could teach yourself to not say like, or, um, mm-hmm. by being arrested and for that, caressing and strangers. And that's what I'm thinking.
0: I'm thinking this could be a good teaching yeah. moment for you to get rid of that Work bad Work another tick.
1: word in there.
4: <laughs> and okay. Is
3: it also, so here's another thing too, is it also... Saying the word like an, um, as a filler, as opposed to saying it in general conversation, See, I'm, you say, I'm saying, I feel like this, right?
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm saying it's more like a filler word. It's just that bridge right. to get to the next. To I the really next like
1: word. chocolate chip yeah. cookies. Wouldn't trigger this.
0: No, it'd be like, right. it'd be like what I just said. Like, uh. Like that. I would have to go leave the studio if you and go find somebody. If you caress me right now, I'm going to punch you but you're in not the not fucking you're not, you're not a fucking stranger. I have to caress um, a stranger. I'm going to have to leave the shop and go over to like the nail salon right next door.
1: I'm not a stranger. That's true. I'm safe. I,
2: it's, funny that, it's funny that you say you might that because uh, Go ahead, Eric. Go ahead. It's funny that you say you don't realize how many times you say the word um and like because um, there you go. <laughs> I I uh, <laughs> I, uh, when, I li- when I lived in Atlanta, I worked at AT and T as a part of their one of the sales programs, and we were all all the people on this program were involved in something called Toastmasters, and it was a way it was a program to get you better at public speaking, and it's like an international organization, but it's all about public speaking. So everyone who attends every single week has different responsibilities. Someone says a speech, to someone who says a story. There's a person that who is an um ah counter, so their only responsibility for all the guests speaking, they have to count <laughs> that, how many that times they um. oh. <laughs> oh. So, and, it, and some people were good and some people were horrendous, but the one person would count, all right, um, uh, uh. So they'd be like, all right, Billy, you said um and ah 120 times in a span of three minutes of your, in your speech or whatever. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, you don't realize how much you say it, but it yeah. was, it's just funny because they had a, they had a direct person for um and ah to count them all. And it's crazy. You don't realize how
1: many times you say it. Yeah, it's one of those things you you just don't even think of. And by the way, the closest stranger is in that church, Pleasant View Church, right over there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll just
0: be like, I'm putting hands on you.
1: <laughs> putting hands on and you. It's,
2: and it's, I, I I always, it's always like, there you go, like, um, I always notice about other people. Like when I listen to other people publicly speak, yeah. I don't, like, sometimes I, I don't realize, I'm not realizing, I'm just listening to them say like and um. Like, they could be some, saying something really good, but they're like, you know, like, and um, and um, and all I'm focusing on is the, the ums and the likes. So I'm like, holy shit, you're saying um and like so many times. I can't even pay attention mm-hmm. to what you're saying. It's right. so crazy. Mm-hmm. Bizarre. See, it's now, a and, struggle.
1: And
0: now the rest of the day, that it's is all what we're, gonna that is all we're going to hear.
1: Right. And then whenever this yep. show comes
0: out, whenever That's, somebody get, gets in we'll get a bit of this, count. they're just going to be like, I heard that fucking word all damn
1: day. Be like, yeah. yep,
0: I know, because it is. Yeah. It's like what you're saying. Yep. you like, you say it so many times, not even thinking
1: yeah, about I'm it. Yeah, I'm probably a hard no, because uh, when you're my size <laughs> and you're my age, you get arrested for caressing strangers. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm yeah, gonna, I was going to say, you have to,
1: uh,
3: you have to Bone up on or, or tighten up on your self defense because you might. Some people might be swinging at you yeah, if you're man. just gonna come over and just stroke their back. They're swinging. Yeah, if somebody yeah. comes up to me and just strokes my back and I turn around and it's a full grown dude, yeah. I'm gonna be a little. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna I about that. Hashtag, hashtag me too. <laughs> I got my ass kicked. Yeah, I got. I gotta go now.
3: I gotta go now
0: on this one as well because I don't like. I don't like people touching me. I don't want to touch people. Yeah. Playing so well. That's the only thing.
1: Yeah.
2: So. Yeah, as you can see, I think I'm a hard no because I let, said um, almond like as a, as a few times <laughs> right. in my story. So, so we got I'm just
0: just down. Justin taking the money.
3: I'm
2: gonna be caressing a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, at least you'll have the money. But you know
2: now. what? Now that now that I think of it, I don't mind. You know what? It might be worth a million dollars. So, you know what? Put me under it. Forget it. I got All enough right. money. If I get hit in the face, I got enough money for insurance
1: in <laughs> court. So the burn down sure, takes the money. It. Yes, Yeah,
0: we'll do we'll do <laughs> man. Uh, we really appreciate y'all coming on uh, to the show. Great. I know it's been like a year in the making, but when you have two shows trying to get schedules lined up, like it's, uh, hell I just said both right there. So it's <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it, t- it takes a minute to get everything going, but appreciate y'all uh, yeah. coming on and, uh, keep you know, up the good work. Looking forward to, uh, whenever your cigar drops, let us know because you got, two guys right here that will be getting them as well so uh looking forward to those and
1: pushing them.
2: thank you very much for having us guys it was a it was a pleasure it was fun we yeah. enjoyed this It was yeah, a great definitely. conversation yeah, thank wasn't. you yeah thank you thank you guys for your time thank you for all the support thanks for just being some good friends on uh on social media and in cigar community yeah and yep. from ever in arkansas I know exactly
0: where to be going. hey we you got a place right here, and if we're ever you know we got plans to go up to New York because we have some friends and companies that we work with up in New York, so we'll hopefully we'll see you up there as well. so absolutely. So everybody who listens to us, make sure you check out the burn down. make sure you like, subscribe Amen. us, and them, check us out. check them out both on Fridays, tons of content right there, all new stuff every Friday and looking forward to it too. so. We'll see everybody next week.
1: Be good. Later.